Good everyone, welcome to episode 273 of Not The Footy Show. We've had a week off, I've got a few heartstring injuries, uh, but I'm back again. I'm Warwick Nicholson, that's Rob Cox, and uh, we have two teams left in the World Cup of 2021 slash 2022. I still can't get used to that, Coxsmith. What year are we actually playing this tournament in? 22. Okay. Just but they sure. should have played it in 21. <laughs> it's a numbers thing, mate. You know, it's the jerseys, it's the year, it's everything. I wanted to open with that reference. If they'd gone last year, what kind of tournament would we have had? Because I would imagine there would have been a lot of players that wouldn't have got on the plane, even if the uh, different countries had agreed to go. You could be right, mate. I mean, COVID feels like five years ago now, thankfully. Yeah. Um well, apparently we've got a new wave. <laughs> I know, just man. to keep just keep us up on our toes, uh, dance, dance, children. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I'm not too sure, mate. I, I think I, I think it's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they did put it off, um, you know, because they may not have been able to have full crowds. I don't know what the protocols were over there at the, at the time, but oh, we haven't thankfully got full we're. Crowds. Well, <laughs> no, I think, because I think the last second they, semi-final they, was the big one. Didn't they decide to change prices at, at the eleventh hour? At eleventh like yeah, like, classic, classic. I oh, will make them pay at the nose in the month mm. leading into, and then oh, no one's coming. We'll put the prices down. It's insane. Anyway, mm. but yeah, yeah silly. I, I would have been interesting to see whether. Yeah, because there's also the question of the whole vaccination status, Foxman. That would have mm. been much more in play at the end of last year uh, with players than it is for this uh, tournament. So uh, just wanted to consider that if they'd pushed to have that tournament happen in 2021, uh, whether we would have seen the um, the myriad of players that that turned out in this tournament. And we've seen semifinals played. We saw the quarters Played since our last pod, there was no surprises in the quarterfinals. Uh, what happened, happened. Uh, Daly Cherry Evans ended up missing out on the semifinal team. Uh, Mal made the call in the end, Cocksmith. And uh, I've got to say, looking at the Australia 16, New Zealand 14 result in a pretty good semifinal, it wasn't an all-time game like Fox Sports Voss um, went on about. Just, I'm telling you, there's a difference between BBC Voss and Fox Voss. No longer pushing forward for Channel Nine. Um, I, it was I, I noticed it. I thought it was noticeable that the hype train kicked into gear um, once he was back on Fox. But I wanted to talk about the fact that he went with Malmeninga with Nathan Cleary in this game, and he was average. Coxman, his kicking game in particular was really poor. And as a whole, I thought the Australian attack, with multiple opportunities in that second half well and truly left the door open for New Zealand. and uh, I'm not calling for Cleary to miss out. I'm just saying that we were ordinary in that semi-final. Yeah, we got the job done. Yeah, we got the job done. I, look, I think I, I think New Zealand, the, their forwards dominated us. I don't think that we ever really got over the top of them. Mm. We did in moments, but through the whole 80 minutes, I think New Zealand wins the forwards battle. Yep. And it's it's particularly hard for a, for a halfback to get his team dominated and then to, to play, um, to, to, or, or get on the front foot when you're going backwards a fair bit. Now, look, there were, there were moments in that game where Australia started to roll a little bit, particularly in the second half. The yep. first half we got owned. Yep. I, I actually thought, I thought this could be anything. I think that I, at one stage I thought the Kiwis could have won by 10. Okay. Um, the way it was going. Um, but look, uh, at the same time, I, I don't think I don't think Nathan Cleary was was Robinson Crusoe either. I mean, he wasn't on his own, mate. He, oh, I agree. He was he was ably assisted in in the average department by his other half's partner, Cameron yep. Munster. I think Cleary did more than Munster did, um, and I think his defence. Um, that, that was a side of him that we saw. His defense is pretty good. I don't mm. know if you've if you watched the whole game or you watched highlights. No, I watched the but, whole thing. Okay. Did you notice in the last five minutes of the game, probably a minute or two before Cleary did that wonky kick? Did you notice he had a head clash with Isaiah Papali? Papali, um, and I thought he was. I actually thought he was going to go down, and because he looked like his his eyes were rolling. He's in the got back a, of his he's head. got track record in this area, Cocksmith. A couple of years ago, who? In the grand final, didn't he? Uh, Cleary got a likely HIA. Oh, yeah. I think it was and didn't go off because it was 15 minutes to go. Just saying. Mm. Yeah, look, it's it's mm. not something that you know that you wish upon a player. No, and not. as you know, I'm I'm a big time Nathan Cleary fan. I like uh, him too. But I've, I've 
but I've also called him out when I thought he hasn't performed. I don't think he underperformed to the degree that he did in an origin um, this year yep. and won Agreed. last year. But I think this is what you get when you've got a coach who can't name his top Nailed 17 it. It. and won't name his top 17. Um, and you, you get cohesion or you get a lack of cohesion when you don't name your top 17 and make them play together. Um, this is what it's been with Mal from from um, the moment that they landed in England, probably even before then, before he decided when they decided not to put people in, in <laughs> jerseys. numbered jerseys that they didn't think they would be appreciative of. So, yeah, it, I'm not blaming all of that. I'm saying Cleary's the one that's got to go out there and Munster's got to go out there, but, but mate, Hunt wasn't great. He kicked well, that's the, the ball that's out the point. on the full. For your point. He missed tackles. He was poor. Um, he looked Latrell, like he hadn't played where with was, his crew. Oh, Latrell. Yeah. Defensively, Latrell, Latrell, Latrell After Latrell didn't jump for the ball that he was supposed to jump for, I can't believe him and Munster both tried to block when there was no one there to catch it. That was on Latrell, mm. that one. He then, the next play, next chance he had, he made up for it. Defensively is where Mitchell made his mark this game. But yeah. didn't look for the ball on attack. Uh, yeah. You were saying about Hunt, though. Hunt was a great example of Mal's tinkering backfiring because mm. he looked lost in that setup, especially in the first yeah. stint. Uh, yeah. Came back and made a little bit more of an impact in the second half. He, look, right? he he did set a, a great set up a great try for well, Adokar. Um, that one, I'll, that's you know, one of the I'll memories from that. the World Cup. That one, that was spectacular. Yeah, that was and a, Adokar that was continues just to thrive in a game yep. that allows him to thrive. And what mm. I liked about Adokar is he put his hand out for the rough stuff. But the reason he didn't get picked in Origin was because he doesn't make meters out of his own end. That's, and he still doesn't. And he still doesn't. He had he tried his best. It's just that's not his yeah. game. And Origin's a different setup to the Test football. It just is. And yeah, but I'm, we we saw we saw at the back end of that game there was a bit of a grind on, mm. and the Kiwis were were coming at Australia a little bit for a few where, minutes. Where were they kicking? The, they got, where were they kicking? Where were they kick all night? They were kicking at Ocala the whole night. Well, because because he can't bring the ball back. Yeah, exactly. Um, so because he's Queensland light, he's something. very he's lightweight. He yeah. he. You know, um, in in the open, there's no one like him. But he's no. definitely no Brian Toto coming out of his own out of his own quarter um, or his own twenty meters. So, yeah, I, I think I think Nathan Cleary's got a little bit of work to do. But I also think that those around him have got a little bit of work to do as well. Um, I think Samoa will be a, a different um, beast, but we'll get to them in a minute. Um, the, but I, look, we won and we got dominated in the forwards. And that's we won. it. Sixteen forty was the final score, but. I want to go back to that Scotland game, mate. How good did we look in that game with our first choice spine? Now, it was Scotland, but we looked schmick. And then he messed around the next match. Then he messed around for the quarterfinal. And then we get to the semi final. And the story of this match for me, it's not even clear his kicking game, which I thought was really poor. And the short kicking out, those little dinky kicks, they just weren't effective. There was one right at the end that was just deplorable. In well, that that was after, that was just before he got buzzed. Yeah, I yep, think yep, he yep. was feeling the effects of some concussion um, then. But we had opportunities in that second half to put the foot in the throat, and we didn't take it. But the story of this game, it's not Cleary, it's not Mal Meninga's selections, it's not even Latrell Mitchell not really being that involved in attack. But to be fair, I think Jack Whiten got the ball once in attacking a situation, set a try up, and then didn't see it again. We didn't use our edges at all, at all well, and. Mm. Um, but the story is New Zealand, at the end of the game, had two or three chances. They had zero legs in them. Zero legs in them. We defended really well, but if you watch the last 10 minutes of that game, what New Zealand throw at us, 
is average. We got to the yeah. final because they weren't good enough to take the chance when they were there. And, and I know I talked up the New Zealand team going into the tournament. I still maintain it's probably the best group of players I've seen for the Kiwis. But those last 10 minutes, you didn't see Joseph Manu make an impact. You didn't see Dylan Brown make an impact. You didn't see Jerome Hughes make an impact. Mm. They're the games. That's what you. That's what you're there for. That's that's mm. the moments. It was a two point game, and Peter Hickey went very close to basically breaking all our hearts. Uh, and Australia scrambled, but to me, the story is that New Zealand missed this opportunity. They really did. Yeah, look, I agree, and 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 some will, you know, some will uh, uh, chest beating today, saying that Cleary was an average, but geez, Jerome Hughes was disappointing, mm-hmm. and, and I think he's in. I think he's in the top three halfbacks in the comp. And he was very disappointing, um, especially when they needed him. Um, so it wasn't a halfbacks night. It, it was a it was a big forwards, you know. And we we saw the teams come together a few times with a bit of heat, uh, which I like seeing. Um, even though there were lots of smiles on their faces when they did, but it was yeah. still it's still good to see. And and look, I, I think I think Angus Crichton for me is another one of these players. He's there for one reason, mate. He's there for one reason and one reason only, and and he got it right in the game before with with a line run. Yeah. But when he starts going back towards the ruck, something's something's up. Why are you going back towards the ruck? He people, was poor. people, he was poor. people whinged and complained about the left side not getting much ball because of Cleary being on the right most of the time. But a couple of times there, when when it got sent left, um, Crichton starts running back oh, to we the right inside balls all day. I couldn't believe how much uh, guys like Trebojevic and that got the ball on fourth tackle. Mm. It's like, what are we actually setting up for here? We've got mm. massive weapons on the edges, and we're not using yeah. them because we kept. And that was yeah. on that was on the Clearies and the Munsters and and the and the guys in the middle. That that was their decisions. And and Teddy, who we haven't mentioned yet, well, look, Teddy's a hog, mate, and he does on his own he was okay, but he never looked likely involving the outside men mm. at all. But, and, but can you remember the last time Teddy passed? I think it was like under 12s for Camden Rams, mate. Oh, he doesn't yeah, pass the yeah. ball. I think he passed it to he doesn't. once in his own end. Right. Uh, Liam Martin got man of the match. I didn't have any qualms with that. I thought he did make an impact. But it was a really tough decision, and I don't envy the fact that they have to make this call you know, a couple of minutes out from the end. But who was your man of the match in that, that, that game? Um... Well, look, I, I I don't think Jack White did anything wrong, and I mm. and I think he was tough in defence, and um, and Cam Murray was good too. Yeah. Um, well, that, that Kleenex on. tissues off try that won the game uh, for us. Well, he, well, he's obviously just spotted the cheese having the a cheese rest and just said, off. <laughs> he just said, I'm, "I'll take a, I'll take a, a you know a, a try here and a little meat pie here." But look, I, I think I think they got it right with Liam Martin, mate. I I, mm. I really don't think there were too many better than him on the field. What what were your thoughts? Oh, I I you just had those moments where you went, "Yeah, I remember him being this. I remember him being that." Yeah, and I'm, yeah, with no playmakers having particularly strong matches for either side. Uh, Dylan mm. Brown had some moments early, um, but again, just not there at the end. And Manu just. Very Teddy like, mm. yeah. If it's not coming through yeah. him, it's not happening. Uh, yeah. he's not setting up other people up. Uh, Murray, I want to see on the left edge in the final. I'd like to see him in Angus Crichton's spot, to be honest. Absolutely. With you. That's what I'm saying. He that's... needs to be on the left edge, that's where he should have been at the start of the tournament, and that's where he needs to be because they're playing him in that middle, middle role. And to me, he's getting in the way of Yo, 
And that's not mm-hmm. a criticism of Isaiah Yo or Cam Murray. It's just that it's the same thing playing yeah, pop and they're lock. Similar. And it's, it's just, I, don't, I yeah. don't think we get the best of it. Put Cam Murray on the left edge, get him playing next yep. to the trail, um, and happy days. Let's move on to the next game, Cocksmith, because we will talk about the final in the next episode. We're on Thursday, everybody, once hopefully Mal's made his mind up on his team. Not that I'm expecting a great deal of changes, but Cocksmith's predicting something. I think he's predicting DC on the bench. Um, am I right? Uh, look, I, I, I'm still not convinced with Mal. I'm still not convinced. I never will be. Um, I, I, I don't know if he can take the maroon glasses off, mate. I mean, he may have painted himself into a corner here, and he has to. But Mal Meninga has got a history of doing things he wants to do. Right. Now, I think it'll come down to doing whatever he wants here, and and there will be a bit of public pressure. And with nuff nuffs like Brent Reed, you know, breathing down his ear, breathing down the phone every night, whispering sweet, already. whispering sweet nothings to Mal hey, every hey, night hey, before he goes to sleep. Whispers is coming yeah. back on Thursday. All right, <clears throat> you can just imagine it, can't you? Hey, yeah. that Gronk ringing Mal every night. What's happening, Mal? It's a couple of Queenslanders colluding. I look after anyway. You. I look after you, Mal. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, look, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I, I, I'm, I don't really want to talk about the game until we find out who the, the team is. One thing is. I do want to see. What's, he'll bra- he'll bracket DCU. I want to see Tino start. I don't want to see him wasted till the 50th minute, although he did make an impact for us. Uh, he, he needs to start. Yeah, he was good, but I, I'll guarantee it. I'll, be, I'll bet my... On it, that he will put DC as 18th or 19th man. 100%. Okay, the next semi final was a great game. Now, running out of time on the Zoom because we ended up chatting for like 20 minutes at the start of the recording. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Samoa 27, England 26, hallmarks of a great semi final. What you want to see at this time of uh, the tournament. And it's what a tournament like this needs to build to. I know people have been blown up about, you know, it's 78 nil and 94 to 6. And well, that's where you get to in the teams that at the top of the roost at the end of those uh, matches, play in the games that actually have something riding on them. This one had plenty riding on it. Samoa down on mm. troops, England coasting through the first four games they played, including a massive win over Samoa. That um, Apparently all Samoan players and coaching staff have declared that everybody wrote them off well, as against them because they lost by 60 points in the first game. Well, you lost by 60 points in the first game. It's not a long bow to, to draw that you might be gone. Yeah, great last ten minutes. Great match in general. Uh, Stephen Crichton with a field goal to win in Golden Point, but he also took the, the intercept to look like he'd won the game. Then he was MIA in defence in the try that George Williams set up to level the game. Oh, was that no? No, no that he was wasn't sewer, there, mate. No, he, but he wasn't there. That's his side. Yeah, Sewer missed the tackle. Though. I, I'm with you, but Crichton wasn't over there. I don't know where he was. He's not involved yeah. in the play at all. I would have thought he might have been marking up on Herbie Farmworth, the guy who actually scored the strike. Yeah, what tackle one. was it? Wonder if he, I wonder if he'd just done a play like just, two plays before or something. I, I just something I noticed. Something I noticed. But anyway, he comes up with the field goal, wins the game. A few things quickly. Jerome Luai, superb in this match. He's been great since that absolute stinker he did against England in the first game. But as my flatmate said to me as we passed each other the other day, he goes, fantastic player, but geez, unlikable. It's so hard to like. We did reference it just before we came on air. I have no issues if he wants to clap at Sam Tompkins, but don't turn around like you've been scalded like a cat after the guy taps you on the head. That's what you wanted him to do. Yeah. See, I got a different take do. on it. I, I got a different take on it, and and I think 
I think Luai thrives in those moments. Mm. He he loves, you know, he loves the 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 cheekiness and the you know the wind up and and I like I said to you just before we started rolling, I, you know, I think. All I think everything's on the table or off the table, whatever you want to say, when when you're sledging someone. Mm. But the moment someone goes over the line and touches you, well, then they just got physical. So I, I, I'm I'm back in Luai on this. I'm back in. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm with him. And I and you know what, Luai is an acquired taste. Yeah. I think if you like Penrith, if you like Penrith, oh, you love him, and you don't, and then, then you like him, right? Yeah. Um, but I think if you if you hate Penrith, like most Bulldogs fans do. <laughs> Your flat, mate. Um, I think that I think that he would annoy you. He would definitely yeah. oh, annoy he, you. Um, he just makes and... it hard to to completely turn around on him. That's it's not sure. it's not a case of you don't respect what he can do and the ability is there. Yeah. And he makes he was the difference in this game along with Crichton. That's all good. It's just that you yeah. you're not going to turn around and say I'll oh, forgive all that other stuff. You don't need to be like that, Jerome. But he loves it. Uh, yeah. Special shout out, we are running out of time. Samoa's forwards, given Marty Tapao didn't play this game, and who yeah. knows what's going on with Marty. Uh, it could be all over Red Rover very, very quickly. Paulo and Papali'i were good, but guys like Liggy Sow, that try scored down the short side, they've just found some things. Tim Lafayette, yeah. does he have a deal for next year that he wants in the NRL? Because if... I, I don't know, if, but he's, he's, he, he looks Arme, different. He looks fit. He looks Raiden fit. Raiden Arme, he's got a two-year deal with the Warriors. How is Tim Lafayette not near, back in the NRL? No idea. No um, idea. Uh, English-wise, Barnworth, great. Williams had some moments. Yep. Elliot Whitehead played the best game I've seen him play in two years. He Very could good. not have given more. Radley had a real crack. Uh, where they made a mistake is that Wellsby guy offered him absolutely nothing at 5'8". There's six, there's six with ordinary six. That's the guy, Wellsby. Yeah. He was horrible. He was really, really yeah. bad. He made he made a couple of mistakes that cost him big yep. time. Um, where he come from, I don't know, but he should go back there um, yep. because they don't. They, you know, they would be better off. They'd be better off playing uh, Elliot Whitehead at five eight. Honestly, this, this I is, know this that's is a, a missed big opportunity. Call, but... Missed opportunity. I mean, New Zealand got outdone, but England. This is the this is the one they needed to get into this final, and yeah, they 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 butchered it really in the end because they let. Samoa have a couple of tries that were like, gee, that's soft. And you've invited them into the lead. And mm. what I want to say Look, before we, yeah, is about England, is that great tournament mm. uh, definitely made us take notice. Yeah. But the absolute key for England slash Great Britain, and Mao's talked about this, but it is a non-negotiable if you want England to be good again. We have to have the Ashes back every two years. Have oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. The, the, the problem for England, mate, is that they... I, after they won 60, I think they thought all they had to do was turn up, right? Mm. And and Samoa surprised them, which isn't, you know, we, we know that we know that those Pacific Island nations can sometimes clock off a little bit, and then when they do clock, clock, clock back on. I didn't pick that. I thought that England would have walked over them, like most people thought. But um, this is on England. But yep. the worst thing is that this is not great for England because their fans are a little bit... Um, you know, a little bit fair weather fans. You know, they 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 love their soccer as well. Um, I know it's from different part up in the north of England is mostly rugby yeah. league and a bit of rugby union, and down south is rugby union and soccer. Um, but you're back on the map if you make well, the final. You make the final. Yeah, it's it, it. All of a sudden, your game gets more popular again. But um, England will recover from this, but they do need more Ashes Test, mate. Every second year, every second year, uh, every four years, kangaroo tour. 
that's got to be happening. Uh, if you want yep. to talk about dedicated international windows, Abdo and Co, this is it. Like I love Pacific tests and the like, and they will happen during that time frame. But Australia needs to be getting on a plane to England when there's Pacific tests being played down here. It needs to happen. Did you? Uh, We've only got a minute left. Cocksmith, so yeah, yeah. I know we've got a minute forty nine. I can see it. Did you see? Did you see Freddie today said um, something about um, he now wants Origin tests? Open uh, sorry, Origin eligibility. Now this is the same guy that said to Fafita or said about Fafita about uh, a few years ago that he's. I oh, know he's made his decision. He's playing for Tonga. I've got nothing to say to him. Uh, how the worm turns. Yes, you know? indeed. Uh, we will talk about the final on Thursday. Hopefully, Mal's named his team by then. It's Samoa sure. against Australia. It is at the worst possible time in the morning on mm. Sunday morning, Sydney time. It's at 3 a.m. I know. It I know. is going to I, be very hard to get up for that. I can't watch it. I've got, a, I've got to drive to Dubbo that day, so oh, I can't watch it. So unfortunately. I imagine we'll recover uh, at some point on Sunday night potentially and have a chat about it uh, and reconvene about the final. You're going to have to clock off, mate. It's 30 seconds to go. Uh, next recruitment whispers on all Thursday. Right. And uh, more World Cup on Thursday to wrap it all up. That's episode 273. I've been Warwick Nicholson. That's been Rob Cox. Take us out, Cox Smith. Talk to you then, mate. Kate, let's take it easy. Pepsi. Sean, you were your own worst enemies, weren't you, tonight? Yeah, I'm not good enough. Best team won. Um, gutted. Absolutely wounded. You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi.